Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the prayer call. We have begun a new month, the month of May, which is the fifth month of our calendar. Five is the number of grace or favor. So may grace, God's unmerited favor, rest upon us this morning in our time together. I say, welcome, Father. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, rest upon each of us this morning. Fill our hearts with the awareness of your presence, tangibly making it known as we submit ourselves. We invite Holy Spirit to reign and flow through this prayer cloth. We seek you early this morning to align ourselves with heaven. Remind us, remind us, Lord, throughout this day of those around us who are in need of salvation. Remind us of those who are sick and suffering in mind and body. And may we be bold and courageous to share the living gospel that will set the captive free. As we can declare, John 8, 36, that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Thank you. There will be souls one to you, Lord Jesus, today. So as we begin this morning, Let me introduce the team that we have. My name is Heather Dawson. I am facilitating the call this morning. We have Sister Tanika Smothers. She is the controller for the morning. And so I say good morning to you, Tanika, and thank you for having the call up and ready for us to be able to come on. May God bless you today, wherever you go, whatever you do. And then we have Minister Helena Marty with us. She is the prayer leader this morning. So I want to say good morning to you, Minister Helena. How are you doing? Good morning, Mother. I am doing well. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well, too. I am up. At this early hour, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm excited for what God has for us all this morning. So God bless you, uh, Helena. And our devotion leader is Sister Audrey White. Um, good morning, Audrey. How are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. You sound great. I am doing well. Thankful for God's grace this morning. Good morning also to Minister Helena and Sister Tanika. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you know what? I feel good this morning. You know why? His presence is with us. His presence is here. Hallelujah. We always uh, want to give honor to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith, and to Pastor Adrian Smith. You know, much is required from them as they lead New Destiny Ministries. So we support and undergird them with prayer daily. Remember to pray for them. Hallelujah. Well, since we've prayed and we've invited 
Holy Spirit to have his way, we are ready for Sister Audrey and the morning devotion. So I'm going to say I'm going to turn it over to her. Please come and share what God has given you for us this morning. Um, We're ready for you, Audrey. Amen. Thank you, Elder Heather. Good morning once again to everyone that's on the call this morning. I give honor to our bishop and pastor this morning, thanking God for for them and their leadership being the bishops over our souls. So uh, thank you so much for all that you do. This morning, my assignment is to speak on the topic, Your House Was Built to Last. Our scripture reference this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 24 through 29, and I'll be reading from the NIV. It reads, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and the beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he thought taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Amen. That is the word of the Lord this morning. Again, our subject is, your house was built to last. On on Sunday, Elder Tamika did a a wonderful job of um, breaking this parable down. She started out by giving us four synonyms for the word house. Uh, I'll have you, uh, I encourage you to go back and uh, watch the replay. But the synonym that I am choosing this morning to base this devotion on is the house will refer to personal life. So I'll be using house and life interchangeably throughout this devotion. So when we speak of ourselves as uh, houses, as people, we don't merely exist by osmosis. We're all evolving and we're all growing. And we're building ourselves up one way or another, whether it's positively or negatively. We're building our lives through the choices we make. Life is made up of choices. In some cases, we might say, well, I didn't choose this. This is not what I signed up for. However, even if it's not, even when we don't control the situations and circumstances we find ourselves in, we can choose our response to that, to those situations. So in that context, we can simply agree that our life is a spiritual house made up of our choices and our responses to those situations that we face in life. We know that God's choice, his desire for us is to have a good life, the abundant life, According to John 10 and 10, if I paraphrase that, it says, I came to give you what you need so that you would last long throughout all of what might come at you in this life, all through the good times and the bad times, in the times of testing and times of triumph, 
in times of lean, in times of plenty, in times of great success, and in times of disappointment, failure, sorrow, and heartbreak. Jesus wants us to last. He wants us to keep on trusting him by living by his kingdom principles. He wants us to do it all the time, all for his glory. Now, in this parable, Jesus breaks it down for us so clearly. And he gives us an example of what it takes to, uh, to last and what it takes for us not to last. His story is about two very different men. Each of them was given the, the privilege or, depending on your perspective, the responsibility to build their own house from scratch or from the ground up. One was called the wise man because he built his house on a rock. And we've learned that, well, we know that rock is solid and firm. And we've learned that all buildings follow a code to have a strong foundation that is anchored in rock. Metaphorically speaking, but more so scripturally, we know that Jesus is our rock. He's the rock on which we build our spiritual foundation, the rock on which we build our lives. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, it reads, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Amen. And we know that Jesus is also the word made flesh. He's the living word. He's the way, the truth, and the light. So when we follow him, when we obey him, we are building our lives on him, building up our spiritual houses, and we're building ourselves to last. His word will never fail. His word is forever settled in heaven. It has been spoken, proven, and tested, and it will never return void. His way and his word is perfect. When we hear his word and also do his word, we are building ourselves to last, and he calls us wise. So hearing and knowing his word plus applying, doing, and living his word is the solid rock by which we live. That makes us wise, and that's the good news. But now for the bad news. The B part of the story says, the other man also built a house, but for whatever reason, he chose to build his house on sand. We know that we don't construct houses on sand because sand cannot be compacted and sand shifts. Even houses that we see on sandy beaches are typically built on concrete piers, which go down deep to solid earth under the sand. So Jesus calls this man foolish. Why? My other question is, why did this man build on sand instead of rock? I'm a wise person. I ask more wise than a three-year-old. It wasn't because he didn't know any better. He heard the same message as the wise man, but he chose not to obey the instruction. He chose not to follow the wisdom or the word of the Lord. He chose to do it his own way. The Bible says a fool hears the word and does not do them. Proverbs 26 verses 4 and 5 says a fool is wise in his own eyes, 
Do you know anyone like that? They think they know everything. You can't tell them anything. Even if they ask you for advice, they never intended to follow it. They're not teachable. They're a little arrogant. And in some cases, what even gives them um, a false sense of power is they may enjoy a level of success for a time, and that only adds to their foolishness. There are a lot of people today, I'd say they think they're smarter than God, even if they believe in God. Psalms 14 says, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. And to the fool, God's way is foolishness. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are heading. They're already heading for destruction, according to 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. The gospel is foolish to those who don't believe. The gospel is foolish it's foolish to those who may have heard it but won't obey it. So there's a lot of that going on today, unfortunately. There are many who are following foolishness, who are building their, their houses, their lives on sand. That means that they're living their lives by their own standards and they're justifying their selfish ways, believing that they are a good person because they don't hurt anybody. And even if they did, They think they had a right to do so in these days because they're standing their ground. But know this, a life built on human foolishness will not last. In this parable, Jesus tells us that the foolish man's house was destroyed. And in verse 27, it says that it fell and it fell hard. It says that it fell with a great crash. So why do we want to build our house on the rock of Jesus Christ? A house that's built on Jesus is one that will last. A house that's built on Jesus, a life that is built on Jesus is strong because it is fortified in Jesus Christ. In this parable, both houses experience the the storm. It's a given that storms will come to all of us. Being saved does not stop the storms of life. Storms happen to the just and the unjust. But when the storms come, the parable says the wise man house, because it was built on the rock, built on Jesus, survived the storm. Maybe a window broke during the storm or an awning fell because of the beating of the wind. But that house itself was not uprooted, nor did it fall. It was strong enough to take the beating of the winds, the rising of the waters, to handle even flying debris. It may have shown signs of being in a storm, but guess what? It lasted through the storm. And likewise, we can say that life is good, that God is great in our lives, and we thank him for all of who he is and what he's doing. But we also thank him that life is not one continuous storm. But when the storms do come, and and the storms that have come, and we can all attest to having had some, some major challenges, we've all suffered some losses, we've all had some heartache and dealt with some sickness personally or that of a loved one, but we can also say that we are still standing. Our house, our life is built on the foundation of the solid rock of Jesus Christ, and he is with us through it all, no matter what it is. He gives us instruction and strength for us to go through it. Whatever it was, we can say it came to pass 
It didn't come to stay. Keep that in mind if you're going through a trial. If trouble won't last always. That's why when we hear the testimony of someone who's gone through a really tough trial and come through, you, we, we say you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like all of what you said that you've accomplished, all that you endured. Jesus kept you. You may have, had, you may have some scars but you don't look like what you've been through. God kept you because you held on to his promise. He gave you strength. And our praise is, if it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for the word of God, if it had not been for the help of the Holy Spirit, the goodness of God, where would we be? But we are still standing. Jesus didn't build us to fall, to faint, or to fail. He built us to last. And I would dare say that he built us to outlast the storms of life. We can learn much from this parable. I find it very encouraging. All we need to do is hear the word of the Lord and do the word of the Lord. Understand the assignment and follow the instructions. God has given us all things we need pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us all the answers to every test, according to 2 Peter 1 and 3. Our job is to know what it is that he has given us. Our job is to learn all about those benefits that we have through reading and gaining knowledge of his word. That's our foundation, the rock, the word that is everlasting. When we know then we must live that word and take advantage of those benefits. I'll end with James, a very familiar passage, James 1, verses 22 to 25. I like it in the NIV. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and asks them, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And I would say, and they will be built to last and to outlast the storms. So I would say to each of us this morning, be encouraged. We are mighty warriors, victorious, more than a conqueror, overcomers, wise builders in him, built to last and to outlast the storm. Amen. God bless each of you. Amen. Amen. Awesome word. Awesome. We truly are built to last, to outlast any storm that comes in life if we are built upon the rock, which is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Audrey, for that wonderful word this morning. And as we prepared ourselves for the word, we have also prepared ourselves to come into unity and agreement um, with Minister Helena. 
as she shares and prays over the requests that have been sent in. So I'm asking all of us now to join with her as she comes at this time. Minister Helena. Thank you, Mother. What an awesome word from Sister Audrey. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. We have a few prayer requests. We have one from Bree Gabriel. Uh, needs help in breaking yoke of the spirit of confusion, negative self-talk, judging others and not being able to self-regulate to receive more mentorship and discipline in those words. And now is surrendering all of the burdens to God. And then we have one for Veronica Hernandez, who has been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and the cancer is spreading rapidly. And then the last one is from Helen Gill Smith, praying for her son's wife, who just had a baby, a prayer, and having some postpartum complications. And also the baby uh, wasn't doing well, but now the baby is getting a little bit stronger. So it's, she's asking for prayers for the entire family to get better, um, putting the family into God's hands and uh, to do what God does best. So let us all join together to pray for these three requests. Father God, we thank you. We magnify your name. We praise you. You have woke all of us up this morning, and we know it is not by our might or anything that we did, but it is by your grace. We thank you, dear God for your precious blood that has justified all of us to come straight to your throne. We thank you for making everything possible for us to be able to approach you. For we know what happened before. We know that when people are not justified, they cannot even attach, they can't touch anything concerning you. But because of your love, your love, that you have for us. And you made your son to come and die for us, to have that access to you. And so, dear God, that is why when anyone is in trouble, all they can say is just to call unto you. Because once they call unto you and they believe, then you come forth and you do what you do best. And so we are coming with the understanding that you will respond to your word. Your words that we are going to declare this morning, we know that you will respond according to your will. So, Father God, we are declaring this morning Isaiah 9-4. For you have broken the yoke of our burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in day of Medea, we know that any yoke that is holding prayer, Father God, it is not hard for you to break Right now that she has realized that she needs to come back to you, Father God. We do know that the prodigal son came and there was a fist. And so, Father God, right now that she's presenting confusion, she's presenting self-destruction, she's presenting so many things that is taking her away from the way that you have created her, 
We believe that now that she is presenting it to you, she will be healed. The stronghold will be pulled down in the mighty name of Jesus. And so thank you for breaking that spirit of confusion. We declare this morning that we is fearfully and wonderfully made. There is nothing wrong with her. The devil will destroy your mind, will let you think otherwise. But because she has presented this on this prayer line, Father God, we know that you will rearrange everything in her mind. She is perfect. And so we do believe that so many testimonies will come forth. We thank you. We are thanking the angels that we are dispatching this work for them to go start working with prayer right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, as we are praying for her, we are also praying for Veronica. You created Veronica. Right now she's going through the storm. She's been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. We are declaring Psalm 46.1 over her in the mighty name of Jesus for you are her refuge, her strength, the very present help in time of trouble. Father God, we know that you did not give us any spirit of fear, but with this situation, Father God, sometimes it feels that Veronica is not feeling your presence. So may you wrap your arms around her. It seems like the water around Veronica is roaring loud that she's troubled. Her strength is in you, Father God, for you are her refuge. May any stubborn cell, any stubborn cell that is not responding to any treatment, may it obey your word this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. May blasphemies that are out of order, Father God, Bow to the sound of your stream. Veronica is in need of your blood transfusion, Father God. So we are asking for a replacement, a replacement of her blood in the name of Jesus. May your name be magnified in her in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't have anyone to call except you. We know that you've done one before with the lady of the blood, of, you know, the issue of blood, Father God. All she did was touch you. Father, Veronica is touching you through us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Have your way in her. Exodus twenty three twenty five. we declare that over her. Take away every sickness in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs 4.20 says, healing to all her flesh. And so, dear God, every single cell, every single bloodstream, every single tissue that is running right now, that is running without any control, we are calling all of them, we are summoning all of them to be under your control in the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah 17.14 says, you will heal her and she will be healed. And so, Father, as we are all collectively interceding on her behalf, one thing that we all know is that you are a faithful God. You are consistent in all your ways. You have done it before and we've seen it. And so we know that you are able to do it one more time in Veronica. 
let her feel that, yes, we have prayed this morning. And, yes, angels are attending. And, yes, those cells, those cells that are out of order are drying out and it's being replaced by your cells, your original cells in the mighty name of Jesus. As we continue to pray for Veronica, Father God, we are also bringing this new family into your hands. Our prayer had a baby, and as a mother, she would like to have the strength to hold that baby, to take the baby home, to enjoy the new life that you have given them. Acts 4, 30, 31 says that you stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your Holy Spirit. And so, Father God, we are asking for your signs and wonders this morning. Strengthen that baby for everything that you create is perfect. So perfect everything concerning this new family in the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah thirty seventeen says, you will restore them to health and heal their wounds. We're standing on this word for this new family. Heal every wound in the mother, in the baby, and strengthen the father in the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah thirty six sixteen says, you restore them to health and you let them leave. And so we pray that a new mom enjoy good health and that all may go well with the entire family in the mighty name of Jesus. Same thing Isaiah 40, 29 says. You give strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So may the angelic host act on all the words that we have declared this morning. May they take it away and may they make it work. For you are a good God, you are a mighty God, and you are a merciful God. So may your message spread out onto this request. And we will be expecting praise reports because you are faithful. Thank you for listening to our prayers. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Minister Helena, for praying so beautifully. You know, the moment that we pray, we know that heaven responds and that answers are forthcoming. We believe that. We believe that for these individuals that uh, were prayed for this morning. And we know this because Matthew eighteen nineteen tells us that if two of you agree, and there's more than two of us on the line this morning, But if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything that you ask, no matter what it is, the word says, my Father in heaven will do it for you. And it is by faith that we receive it and we extend it out to these individuals this morning. And we know, just as Minister Helena said, that praise reports, praise reports will follow. Hallelujah. What a privilege to be able to pray. Glory to God. Well, before we close, I want to go back to Sister Audrey to see if she has anything else that she might want to share with us this morning after that awesome devotion. So, uh, Audrey, do you have anything further that you would like to say? Just want to say uh, keep standing strong and holding on to God's unchanging hand. Just listening to those prayer requests. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. But, uh, the storms are raging. But when we're anchored in Jesus, mm. 
and we remember that he's the one who said that we can last through the storm. So I would say keep looking up to him and depending on him because you're anchored on a strong foundation that will not fail. Amen. 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 Just like you said when you were doing the devotion, it came to pass, but it didn't last. Hallelujah. I love that. So hang on. Hang on, dear ones, because the Lord has got you, and we're believing and standing with you. So we've had a great morning again. God is always faithful. His presence is always here with us. We have been blessed. You know, we prayed for others, and we heard a word that said our house was built to last if you build on the right foundation. Lord, we believe the truth of your word that was shared with us this morning. We want to follow your teaching, to be wise in building our house. We want to build our house on a solid rock which is Christ Jesus, so that when the winds come, and they will, they will come and they will blow, waters will rise, but our house that we built upon Jesus will stand firm, hallelujah, because it was built on solid ground. Amen and amen. Please remember, everybody, tonight we have service at the Pittsburgh location. Come out and be a part if you can. Also be with us again tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. And join us for corporate prayer this Saturday, which is going to be um, at our Pittsburgh campus. So may the Lord bless you. Go and make it a great day in the Lord. Know that your house is built upon the solid rock. Don't build it on the sand. The foolish do that. Hallelujah. We love you. We're grateful that you joined with us this morning. Amen. Please open the line.